welcome finally day 40 of 40 days celebrating Reverend Ambrose 40 years in ministry the day we have all been waiting for with me the senior pastor of Parklands Baptist Church Reverend Ambrose yes we celebrate you thank you glad we, to we thank God us. for you amen last 40 years mm. leading Parkland Baptist Church. Amen. I've had many stories, so I want to hear from the horse's mouth today mm. how you join ministry mm. for the benefit for those who are listening <coughs> and all the other pastors who are mm. listening, people of Parky who are wondering how did pastor join ministry, mm. what has kept, of course God has kept you for mm. this long, but I'm sure there's something you know that the rest of us don't know that mm. you want to share with us and encourage us, but today we are just celebrating you. Mm but as an opportunity for you to share your story. Mm. So Karibu Sana Pastor. Thank you. How did you come to Paki? That's the one million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> How did you come to Paki? Well, first, uh, Pastor Sami, thank you for this opportunity. I got saved in 1974. Wow. This is the time I was in Form 2, Jamuri High School. And that was significant because the people would later connect me to Parklands Baptist were fellow students from Zamuri High School. Okay. So that was a connection I did not know. There's a name that I had. There's someone yes. I interviewed. Yes. Who told me you were deskmate. Yes. It was your best man. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Ken Obimbo. Yes. Uh, of course, he, left, he later left Zamuri and went to Alliance. Yes. He told me yeah. you guys were together in Jamu. Yes. And he used to come to Paki. Yes. Uh -huh. So I got saved in 1974. Mm -hmm. At that time, I was in the Anglican Church. Uh, grew up in a church called St. Stephen's, Jogo Road. Mm -hmm. That's as my parents Anglicans. That's where I was baptized as a kid, then later got confirmed in that church, then got saved in 1974 uh, in Form 2. And in that process, I began to grow in Christ. And you got saved in the Anglican church? I was in the Anglican church at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a missionary who used to distribute books mm -hmm. in the estates. Mm -hmm. And I got one of those books. You read it. I read it, was convicted. Pray the sinner's prayer. I say, pray the sinner's prayer, receive Christ in my room. You laid your hand on your head. <laughs> <laughs> so I started the journey. Yes. And so in Form 2, um, I'm, I'm growing in Christ, but a student in Form 3 um, found me reading this book. In Jammu. In Jamuri High School, mm -hmm. in the field. Mm -hmm. And said, hey, you're reading a Christian book. Are you a Christian? I said, yes. He said, my name is so-and-so. Actually, his name is called Peter Boyu. Mm -hmm. And I would like, I'm interested to encourage you. What I didn't know, he was being uh, discipled by the navigators. Uh, so he, he engaged me and caught up with me. He yes. never, he came to visit me in class, lunchtime, home time. He had a Bible study. He introduced me to the Bible study. He just used to stay near the school. And so, but I didn't know, but these were connections that one day would land me at Parklands Baptist. Because uh, was he in Paki? Yes. Wow. Yes. These are the first guys in Paki. Wow. And I did not know about Parklands Baptist Church at all. Because you I was not staying in Parklands. You were Islands. We were staying in Islands. Then later we moved to South B. Mm -hmm. uh, my father was working for the Kenya Railways. Uh, then in 1976, when I was in Form 4, we shifted from, from South B, came to Parklands, mm -hmm. really quarters. And so we came to Parklands. Mm -hmm. um, St. Stephen's Yogo Road was far away, so my dad said, look for a church near here, because I don't have bus fare to give you guys. <laughs> and you look for... And the church nearest was Parklands. Parklands. 1976. 1976. Yes. 
And when I went there, of course, with my friends who told me, hey, we have a church here. So I started going to Parklands Baptist Church, mm -hmm. that time in 76, just young people, no adults, teenagers uh, in, in high school, playing football, volleyball. In church? In church. So that was a point of attraction. It was for, a point of attraction for the young guys. We had just games, facilities, there was a library. Was it a new church? It was inaugurated that year, 1976. <laughs> These guys, we played basketball together, um, Ajamu. <laughs> Now you play on Sundays in on church. Sundays in church, after school in Parkibi. We spent all our lives here in the compound wow. of the church. Wow. Because that's, that was our recreational place. So that mid 70s. That is mid 70s. Okay. 76, 77, 78. I mean, from four, finished from four, came to from five. I was still the chair of the CU in Jammu. In Jamuri High School. So in, in 76, mm -hmm. I'm now in Parklands. I'm now starting to attend the church. We had missionaries, basically, who are now leading at the church. They're the ones who sat with us at Bible studies. We had parties. And we just gelled as young people uh, in their midst. Wow. So the older people in the congregation were missionaries. Yes. The younger people were Kenyans. Were Kenyans and teenagers. And teenagers. Yeah, we, it was not an adult. We didn't have Kenyans who were adults in the church. So it is that the young people who are coming to church now, their parents started coming in because at that time, mm -hmm. the churches that were there was St. Mark's, which is an Anglican church, mm -hmm. St. Francis, yes. and Consolata. This so most of the parents went to those churches and also All Saints Cathedral mm. because that's where Wakina Ken also used to go and come uh, back to Parki, uh, those kinds of things. Play basketball. Yeah, play basketball. <laughs> <coughs> so those are the early days when those you were introduced to Parkland. Yes. So how did you end up being in leadership before you were well, well, because we were the young people alone, we kind of now jailed and became kind of a youth group. Okay. Now it's the a first youth, youth group. The first youth group. And so we are the ones now who did issue, things like cleaning the church, uh, putting hymn books, putting chairs. Uh, we were the ones who were singing in the choir. We were the ones who were closing the church. And so it is those times that began to build our leadership skills. Okay. Because we now were getting more involved in church and the missionaries who are around us, who are now the leaders, mm. began to notice us. And they discipled you guys. They were discipling us. Okay. Uh, do, we were now learning about Baptists. Who are the Baptists? Um, because that is, some of us did not grow with that in mind and you were <coughs> baptized around the same time? Yes, in 1978, the pastor I found in 1976 was mm -hmm. a, 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 pastor, a pastor called Jimmy Hutton, mm -hmm. very fiery pastor. <laughs> uh, then he left, then Jim Green, who yes. came after him, is the one now who baptized me in 1978, after I was convinced that I must be baptized again, because I was baptized in the Anglican Church. Yeah, and confirmed. Uh, yes. So there was no need. So there was no need to be baptized going under the water. <coughs> yes. So were you baptized at Ojijo or at Shaurimoy? Because I've had many people have baptized at Shaurimoy. Yeah, because at Shaurimoy they had a baptistry. Okay. In Paki we did not have a baptistry. Mm -hmm. So when I was baptized is when we created one of the members who was an engineer mm -hmm. took it as his project to put up a baptistry. Now it is in that baptistry, yes, I was baptized in Ojijo. In Ojijo, okay. 28. In 78, okay. And then it is that baptistry, I baptized many other people. 
I saw I saw a photo of you baptizing Patrick Parutel, who is now a pastor in mm. the States. Mm. As we back before, uh, Paki was not PBC. It yeah, another name. It was not PBC. Yeah. Parklands used to be called Parklands Community Center, and that is the place where they used to reach out to the Asian community. Yes, uh, the ladies would come to meet, to cook. Um, so it was a community center. It was a community center. It was open. came a church in 1976. 1976. Okay. When it now it was inaugurated as a church. Okay. With church members. How did you become a deacon in 1981? Of course, we were involved in church, doing all kinds of things. In 78, I finished high school. From in six. From six. 79, um, I went to teach. I was teaching in one of the private schools in Gara. Mm-hmm. In, seven, in 1980, I was teaching at Shaurimoyo Baptist, where they had a school. Secondary school and a commercial school where I was teaching English. Mm-hmm. Secondary school, I was teaching maths and English. And so in that process, I got to know more of the missionaries there. Our presence got to be realized. And so in 1980, I'm very busy teaching. We are very busy uh, as young people growing. Same time, you're also busy in Word of Life. Because most people are telling me yes. that's how they connected with you at Word of Life. Okay. Yes. Same time, uh, we are doing a lot of uh, school ministry with Word of Life. Mm-hmm. I joined Word of Life in 1977 when wow. I was in Form 5. Wow. Um, yeah, a youth leader and also a, a preacher. So, was, And then we had a Word of Life team that used to preach in schools. And used to preach in Sheng because Bishop JB said, <laughs> and you had a rucksack. Yes, we preached in Sheng, did all kinds of things. <laughs> we enjoyed ourselves. So in 1981, yes. I joined Kenya Science Teachers College. The story that we have heard all through Kenya yes, Science. Yes. 1982, God calls me to the ministry. I left Kenya Science, and it's that same year we had just, as a deacon's team, gotten the new pastor, Charles Top. And the same year? The same year in 82. When you were ordained? I was as a deacon. Previous year? Previous year. 81. Okay. So you were involved in? I was involved in the group that welcomed the new pastor. Wow. The senior pastor. Wow. We were part of that team. And just for people to know, you were ordained <coughs> with Deacon Gishane. Yes. And someone else. And one other deacon who one was not a Kenyan. Who was not a Kenyan. So yes. three local deacons. Yes. You are the first First ones. First ones. Mm. And you are representing the youth. I was basically ordained to represent the young people. Wow. Yes. So, and that's where we are marking the 40 years from. Yes. Because we are in 81. 81 and, mm. 2000, and 2021. 40 yes. years. That's when we are officially marking the 40 years. Yeah. And, and by the way, the first time I was 23 years old. Wow. When I was a deacon. When I was ordained a deacon. So for all the young guys <laughs> who are thinking, deacon for the gray hair, I was there. <laughs> You were very active in the church. Very and active, yeah. How did you get picked? Because you were telling me behind the stage uh, you were nominated. Yeah, they asked the young people. Yes. We want somebody to represent um, the young people within the deacon. And they said Ambrose will Ambrose. do it. Because during that time, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the youth were asked to lead a service. And, and so we led a service because most of the services were done by the missionaries. Did you preach in that service? So I was nominated <laughs> to preach. <laughs> and that's when they started calling me Parsi. Ah. I was a deacon, but they were calling me Parsi because I preached mm. in that, in that, in that, in in that, that service. service. 
And so my, the Pasi name came before I became a pastor. Ah, yes. And you are being called Pasi within? By uh, the young people. Outside Ojijo or also within Ojijo? In Ojijo. Okay. Mm. Wow. And uh, any, any, other, any memorable moments after you were ordained as a deacon in 81? Because that's when your ministry, uh, in the ministry yeah. started. Yeah, 81 was a blessed time because also I was doing student ministry. At, um, later we were doing ministry at Kenya Science because I was already in Kenya Science. Yes. So I was also doing Baptist student ministry right there. And you had an office here? In I had an office at the University of Nairobi. So we were very busy. And then in 82, when God called me to the ministry, and I really did not know it was not solid. I just knew I need to preach. Mm. I need to go out, I need to go to Bible school. So while in that process um, is when now Charles Top had already come. They were waiting, asking for uh, somebody to assist him. And one of the deacons, um, a, a man I really appreciate by the name of Zebmos, approached me and he said, hey, you, you can make a good associate pastor. I said, no. <laughs> uh, I, am, I just want to be in the youth ministry. And so, but I thought about it, and later when I said, I'll try, uh, they said, fine. So I was officially uh, asked to become associate pastor, January 1983. That's the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> uh, officially, and there was no pastor search committee. The uh, deacons met, yes. said, this young man I was basically can assist them and, and I asked, and I told them, look, try me out for three months. Oh, you said try me out for three months? Yes. It's been 40 years past Because time. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I said, three months. If I don't like it, yeah. I'm gone. You are gone. And they said, fine. So they actually gave me a probation for three months. Um, gave me uh, for three months. And, but after three months, uh, I, I didn't look back. And you began your ministry as associate pastor in 1983. 83. So I shifted from being a deacon to a pastor. Now being an associate pastor. Were you pastor. ordained as an associate pastor? I was ordained as a deacon. I was also ordained as an associate pastor. Okay. In 1984. In 84. Yes. Okay. That it was a very serious day. I'm telling you, my hands were laid Tell on us. me. Many hands. <laughs> and it was a very serious day. I went through uh, an ordination committee. They asked me questions, um, but thank God <laughs> I was ordained and took off as a pastor. Wow. And all that time you were single? All that time I'm single. <laughs> so for the young people, no excuse. As a deacon, single. Uh, I was ordained single. in 84, was single for 10 years. Oh. Well, it, 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 God just threw me into the fire. Because in 83 I'm ordained as a pastor. I had already been discipled thoroughly. <laughs> So I knew the scriptures in and out. And so I was, and I was busy at Word of Life. We were doing preaching. Word of Life really was a big foundational place mm. to learn a lot of things. So I'm now a pastor, no, not in a Bible school, but immediately I became a pastor. The, the missionaries told me I need to go to a theological school in Limuru. Mm. And so I was registered there before I was asked to go there. So people, decided on your behalf. Yes. Charles Top is the one who went and told the principal of the, the, the college, this young man needs to come to this place. Register him. Register him. So the principal came to tell me I'm registered. <laughs> so I have no otherwise. So I started Bible school. I was ordained in 84. 
and already is doing school at the same time. Wow. That same year in 83 is when now the president, Daniel Arabmoy, showed up in Paki. Pastor, let me just pause there because this is, I'm just putting myself in your shoe. Yes. I'm a young pastor, mm. single, mm. just started theological college, and the president <coughs> of the country mm. has showed up. Mm. And the senior pastor has gone to Kisum. Yes. So how was that situation for you? Because a lot of people are saying you are calm, you are courageous. Were you calm then? <laughs> As a, how was it for you, Pastor? Well, no, I've, I've been a relaxed person for many years. <laughs> uh, I've never, I don't panic. Yes. Uh, and so that day was, I nearly panicked. I nearly, it was one of the biggest testing grounds of my calling because in terms when I was called from Kenya Science that call was so direct so nothing could shake me that God had called me mm -hmm. to preach the gospel and calling <clears throat> is key so being a pastor was no trial and error so I knew I was called and that's the confidence that gave me when I when the president showed up uh, but because it took me by surprise <laughs> I ended up locking myself in the toilet uh -huh. But when I came out and God told me, hey, the president did not come here looking for you. He came for the word. And you have the word. Now get out of that toilet and go preach this message. And how long did you stay there? I stayed there for quite a few minutes because you see when I arrived, uh -huh. the security men are the ones which confused my head. Uh, because I, I never met security people from State House. <laughs> and when I was told the president is coming, I said, I'm done. What made it worse is when I went to the office to check my sermon, Daniel. I found I had, I was going to preach from the book of Daniel. That is the one uh, that I knew I was in big trouble. <laughs> uh, so I, I locked myself in the toilet, hoping that the president was a dream. Wow. But when the motorcade started driving in, that's when I realized, Nikubai. You have been set up. I have been set up. The senior pastor, I Amen. But that's when God just suddenly said, the president has come to hear my word, and you have the word. Re release it. Get out of this place and go make it happen. And so that day became, I, I went out, preached, welcomed the president, he came in, I preached that day, I was kind of on automatic. It was a spiritual automatic gear. Okay, pause, Pastor. Yes. So you welcomed <clears throat> the president. Yes. Now, where were the deacons? The security people had come and asked for the pastor. Because they came out saying, we want to meet the pastor. I said, the pastor went to Kisumu. <laughs> they said, so who else is here? I said, I'm his associate. Uh -huh. And they said, okay, the president is coming. We want you to tell us what, where he's going to sit, where he's going to park. So when they left, I went to the deacons, the missionaries, yes. who are deacons. <clears throat> I, I told them the president is coming. I've just received information. Mm -hmm. The president is coming. They said, listen, you are the pastor. You are in charge. You are in charge. This is your president. <laughs> Not our president. In other words, Walijitoa. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's how I ended up doing the service on my own. Eh? You preached. You took the offering. I preached. I didn't take the offering. Eh, but you almost taken. I was about to take the offering. I realized... There were other people who could help, so I was assisted. 
And you see, I'm on automatic because I don't know the script. I don't know exactly how I will introduce the president. Because uh, we had not sat to figure out this service. So I was doing everything. I was doing everything at the pulpit. That's why I didn't even introduce the leaders. Oh, you yeah. just? I just did the service. Mm -hmm. And the president, did you introduce him to speak yes. to the people? Yes. I usually after the offering is when the pastor preaches. So when I went up to preach, you. I said before I preach, we have a very special guest among us, uh, His Excellency the President, and I would like him to come and greet the people. He greeted the people. So he came up, greeted the people, very brief, uh, and he just thanked people uh, for praying for the country because we had just come out of a cool situation, and he sat down. I stood up and preached. I preached with all my heart from the book of Daniel. Wow. Finished. And you know when you finish, the president stands. And everybody stands. You ushered him so out. I ushered him out to his car. Had a short conversation. He entered his vehicle. He left. He left. And that's when I came back to the earth. <laughs> I was back uh, into the gear. The automatic gear shifted. So in that service, you just felt God overpowered you with the spirit and you just... I was completely on automatic. Wow. And that was very significant for the life of Paki yes. as a church and yes. also you as a, as a young minister. Yeah, because, you know, when I was making this conversation with him, he, he said, hey, this is a very nice place. It's a small place at Ojijo, where we were. Mm -hmm. But if you ever need help, let me know. Now that statement now opened a door for us to begin to now follow up. And the senior pastor came from Kisum. We shared with him what had happened and what the mm -hmm. president had said. And so we started looking for an opportunity to visit His Excellency the President. And it is much later we got that opportunity to go to Kabarak. Uh, and we had that conversation. And therefore the Westlands land now came up. And that's when this property here in Westlands was given to us. And the connection is traced to that day that you preached on the book of Daniel. Yes. Daniel was around. It's amazing. Anything else you want to share in the 80s before we, we come to the 90s? Yeah, so the, of course, like I said, the 80s, in 94 I was ordained, um, and uh, we were just put hands together with Charles Tope, yes. who really started giving us a vision of where he wants to see the church going, mm. um, where, how he wants to touch the city. Mm. <clears throat> and we used to visit with him every time, had uh, visitations. Wow, yeah. There is one particular visitation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you gave your life to Christ on Sunday. Yes. On Monday we were visiting you. Yes. Um, we knew where you were staying because now because I knew the area. Yes. So I was the co-driver, mm -hmm. and he's the one who who drove, and I would take him to those places. And that's how one day we landed uh, in Martha's house, <laughs> following up on her decision of being a Christian. Of being a Christian. So she got born again in Paki. No she got born again in Ojejo, yes. Wow, at Parkland. That's, that's, that's very interesting. I'll hear and, that story. Uh, and much later, we had a, I had the privilege of baptizing her. In the baptistry you are talking that about? That baptistry I'm talking about. But I did not <laughs> know her. Oh, you did not know her then? I knew her. Uh -huh. But I did not know one day. Ah. So wow. She would become your wife. very wow. key person in my life. Wow. She was just uh, one of the many members <laughs> we were falling off. Washirika. Washirika. So that's 85, 86. I was already in school, Bible school. I graduated in 87. 
in 87. Yes. Uh -huh. And so after graduating in 87 um, with a diploma in theology, um, in 88, I was now settling to really engage the ministry. But that same year, I got a scholarship uh, to go to Washington Baptist University in the US. Yes. And so August. That was another setup. That was another setup. <laughs> so, so August, we August went to the 88, I left to the US. Wow. Uh, Washington Baptist University in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Um, again, that was a setup. The missionaries worked it behind the scenes. <laughs> and I was in the US on a full scholarship. Wow. Completely. Wow. To sharpen your skills. To sharpen my skills. And so that's why I took, I took Hebrew and Greek as my major subjects. Wow. And they really helped me. Wow. And that, that ends the season of the 80s. Yes, that, that's what ended the season of the 80s because I was there until 91. Until 91. When I graduated and came back in 91. Pastor, we have to end there. We have to jump to part two for the 90s. So thank you for joining me, for being with me for this part one, part two, coming soon.